Welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. I'm Darby Toth, a Technical Field Services Representative with Western United Dairies. This week, we're happy to bring you a market update with Tiffany Lamandola of Blimling, as well as a recap of this week's board meeting with the current WUD board president, Devin Gioletti. With that being said, let's jump right into the episode. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. Hey folks, hope you had a great week. It was a pretty quiet in the dairy markets. It feels a little like the dog days of summer here. Um, I guess probably until we get a little further into September and can start thinking about the holidays um, right around the corner. Um, we are hearing though, um, which has been the case over the past several weeks, that there is less milk out in the countryside. So that's been um, nice and supportive to our markets. Um, lingering heat issues, I think pulling down production in some regions, as well as a nice um, steady pull from school milk demand, which is something we did not have last year. Um, so really kind of cleaned up some of that surplus milk we had been seeing for several months now. And um, one barometer we follow is spot milk prices in the upper Midwest, as reported by USDA. That's at a midpoint of 75 cents above class. That's down um, a little bit from last year um, and down a little bit but from the five-year average, but still at a, at a nice uh, figure. And certainly we have been running um, quite lower than that for many months now. Uh, we do see some cooler temperatures on the horizon. So folks think that might facilitate a little looser market conditions, a little more milk in the coming weeks. Um, but for now, a little less surplus milk and a little less cheese making its way to Chicago. And uh, cheese saw a pretty good week, um, fairly flat. Uh, spot blocks settled at $1.7925. That was up a quarter cent. Barrels added three and a quarter cents to $1.51. Demand is starting to rise seasonally, we hear, with a little bit of cheese-friendly fairs and some holiday events kind of starting to percolate. And we're also hearing that comparatively inexpensive barrel prices are also stirring up a little international buyer interest there. Moving over to butter, pretty quiet as well. We, we added uh, just a half cent up to $1.79. Uh, we're hearing that cream supplies remain um, on the tighter side and churns are definitely starting to prepare for holiday season. This is the season where we start ramping up dips and whips ahead of the Thanksgiving and Christmas festivities. Um, and, you know, as cream demand increases, um, we're still hearing that it's pretty difficult to move cream, um, lack of lack of trucking. Uh, particularly out of the West. And so all those dynamics seem to be report, um, supporting the market. We're also seeing some really nice, strong cream cheese demand. Uh, retail sales uh, look to be up nearly uh, 5% year over year. And that's happening without grocers um, running promotions. So just nice, healthy demand. And butter itself also had a pretty successful Labor Day uh, with retail sales up 15% over uh, 2019 levels. Moving over to nonfat, also very quiet there. Um, seems like buyers are kind of stalled out this week. We saw that nice rally. Last week, um, we were down three quarters of a cent 
to 135. Really, really pretty quiet. I think most eyes now will be turning to next week where we have another global dairy trade. And we are hearing a little lighter drying activity. Again, less surplus milk heading its way to balancing plants has helped. Um, but will be interesting to see what cooler temperatures bring if we see milk production kind of uh, pop back up. Right now, demand seems to be quiet for nonfat, though we are hearing a little bit uh, about Mexico in the market here and there. Finishing out, um, all eyes remain on the grain markets. Uh, corn harvest is underway with 4% of the crop out of the field uh, for the week ending September 12th. Um, that's down a little bit from last year at 5%. Corn crop conditions were lowered uh, to 58% of the crop in good or excellent condition. That was down 59% from last week and 60% on average. Hope you have a wonderful week. Please reach out with any questions. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Well, I'm here with WUD's president, Devin Gialetti, and we are just an hour or so out from our last board meeting. So thanks for taking the time to hop on with us. Yep, thank you. Yeah, we had quite a marathon board meeting, a lot to talk about. So with that being said, we wanted to give our listeners a brief update of what we talked about, what was discussed at the board and what's going on with Western. So without too much ado, Devin, I'll kind of let you just kick it off for us. Yep, thanks Darby. Um, I'd like to start by thanking all our board uh, members and all the staff for, for taking the time today. It was, a, it was a longer meeting than normal. And um, I know we're right in the middle of harvest right now. We got almonds on the ground and corn silage flying through the air and dodging silage, silage trucks all over the road. So I know, uh, our, you know all, the, all the producers are really busy right now. So I wanna thank all the, all the board members for taking the time to do important work that the, that the industry needs us to do. Yeah, and it was, we haven't seen each other in quite a while. We didn't have a board meeting over the summer. And so now it's the busy season, but obviously it's, it's still super important to meet. So it was great to see so many faces on today. Yep, the issues don't stop coming, uh, whether we're ready for them or not. So <laughs> exactly. <it> was, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we had a good meeting today. Uh, we started with our financial report and uh, everything's looking good for West United financially. Um, Tiffany went in, uh, Tiffany Lamondola with uh, Blimling, uh, went in, she went into her uh, market update. Um, the long and short of it is there's a lot of milk out there, but uh, supplies have been tightening up. Uh, exports are really strong. So, but overall the, you know, the national uh, herd is about 128,000 head higher than last year. So it's out there. So I wouldn't expect a, a huge uh, movement on the upside. Um, but uh, overall, things are kind of trending sideways. But uh, I'm sure Tiffany will give us another update soon. Um, yeah, and you could probably listen to her in this week's episode too. I'm sure she'll have some more details. Yeah, for us. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to steal her thunder. She can do a <laughs> lot better job than I can, anyway. So, um, 
next, uh, Anya kicked it off with some, some of her, uh, uh, topics. Uh, the first one was, uh, Point Reyes, uh, seashore. Um, we have a lot of members and a lot of dairies, uh, operating in Point Reyes in the national park there. And, um, they've always had a, had a rough go of it with, uh, in terms of environmental activism and, and all that stuff, but it's been really been, it's really ramped up, uh, lately. Um, a lot of very aggressive, uh, uh, activists are, are uh, blocking roadways and trespassing and uh, entering uh, properties and even even freeing calves uh, out of their pens. So we we did we had a good uh, brainstorming session on what Western can do to help our members up there. Um, we had a lot of good ideas. You know, we also don't want to throw fuel on the fire and, and give these people more uh, attention than they would get otherwise. But we came up with some really good ideas on how we can help our members up there. Um, you know, these dairies are, are important to the whole industry. Uh, it provides a lot of uh, diversity uh, in our, in our makeup, you know, of uh, I'm, I'm from the Valley and all the dairies in the Valley kind of look the same. So it's nice to see those uh, lush green pasture, you know, point raised cows up there. They, uh, they do us all a benefit. So um, we're uh, really thinking of ways how we can help our members up there and came up with some good ideas. Yeah, I know Melissa has been, ever since I've known her and started at Western, been really busy up in that area. This, those members just face a lot of challenges. And so I think anything we can do to help out and, and lead that charge is, is hopefully going to be good for them in the long run and, and allow them to continue to operate. Yeah, just, just so our members know up in that point raise area, we spent a good 30, 45 minutes talking about you guys today, and, and we have some good ideas to, to try to help out. So you're, you're definitely um on our on our minds and uh wish you guys the best up there i know it's it's been really rough lately so uh another big issue we talked about today was uh, restructuring uh the western united board and uh and uh, delegate body um our current structure of i think it's 16 board members and uh, and a large delegate body across uh, i'm not even sure how many districts we so have. we have you know, technically we have 11 and 12, but 11 and 12, I think we often function as one. And so we've definitely even downsized districts since I've started. So the point I'm making is that this, this organization was designed for, you know, probably 30 years ago. Um, and we all know the industry looks a lot different now. Uh, I, we probably have half the amount of dairies in the state than we used to. And a lot of a lot of dairies are owned by the same owner. And uh, I'm guaranteed if you look back in the 80s or the 90s, that wasn't as common as it is now. So um, there's less of us uh, uh, around to, to help, help facilitate these meetings. And it's, it's harder and harder to make a quorum. And it's uh, harder to get, you know, there's less people, out, uh, less dairymen out there uh, to even ask to, to run for a leadership position. So after a lot of thought, we're uh, looking to reorganize the board uh, and the whole district uh, makeup. So, what we're what we're kicking around right now, and none of this can happen without a without a uh, change in the bylaws. So, all our members are going to have time to, to uh, vote on this, or, or at least make their opinions known. Um, but what we're thinking about is uh, re reorganize everything into four regions. So, basically, it would be a Northern California. Uh, a northern San Joaquin Valley, a southern San Joaquin Valley, and a southern California district. And each of those districts would have uh, two uh, board members. 
And then we would also have two additional board seats available for anybody in, in, in any district. So reducing the total number of board members 16 down to 10 and um, eliminating the, the uh, delegate body. Um, the delegate body hasn't really been functioning like it was originally designed to. Um, there's less and less delegates out there. Um, so basically, yeah, that's what we're thinking. And um, we, we brought all this up to the board today and um, everybody agrees that we, we need to make some changes to uh, make the, to kind of right size the board uh, to, the, to the industry we're in now. So um, we're gonna move forward with this plan and uh, look in the bylaws and see what bylaw changes we need to make. And uh, we'll probably be issuing, uh, I think, I think uh, the bylaws would say we, we, we would need the members to vote on this. So um, be looking in your, uh, but basically, yeah, before we go that far, you know, Anya and I are both available to, uh, to hear your, your concerns and your questions and, and your opinions on this. So please let us know uh, what your what your thoughts are um, so yeah uh, in the meantime we're gonna we're gonna be pursuing you know going forward with this with this plan and um, maybe in a few months you'll see something in your mailbox uh, to vote uh, up or down on uh, on these changes yeah I think you're right about about that um, as far as bylaws, et cetera, we've discussed quite a lot of that and I'm sure you have with Anya internally. And so we'll have to look into that, but I know even in our internal staff discussions, Anya has been, you know, really open to talk about it. So I'm sure if there's any members, again, like you said, that had questions or had an opinion, you and her would, would always be available and ready to listen. Yeah. I mean, this, these, this is all, uh, still in the works uh we're still kicking around ideas um this is kind of a rough rough framework of, of what we're thinking so yeah if you have an opinion about this uh one way or the other please let us know um it's important for everybody to have their input so that's why we're kind of bringing it up now uh there's definitely no no hard timeline and no no rush to get this done um, but we're just kind of starting the process now well, Devin, speaking of opinions maybe we should roll over into uh, the politics section of our update <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Everybody's got an opinion about that. Um, Jason Bryant, our uh, our lobbyist, gave us uh, uh, the latest update. Um, see, today's Thursday, so we all know that on uh, Tuesday, Governor Newsom handedly won his uh, his recall uh, election. He's going to be with us for for uh, quite a while. And uh, just to remind our our members that Western United is has supported Governor Newsom in his uh, original bid for governor and. We supported him in his bid to defeat the recall, so um, he he did handily. I think by 25 to 30 percentage points, um, a lot of the more conservative regions in this in this state, like uh, Orange County and even Fresno County, uh, were, were very close. So um, he won it handily, and uh, for West United, that's a good thing. Uh, Governor Newsom has been been a friend of ours and uh, a supporter of, of of agriculture, so. We're, we're glad that he uh, survived the recall. Um, moving on to the, the budget, they just released some, uh, some budget updates and uh, some, some good uh, things for us, uh, $80 million for, for digesters and for the AMP program for 22-23 fiscal year. Um, another $213 million for the tractor replacement program. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. We, uh, 
our family uses that tractor replacement program uh, quite a bit. So those are all good things. Um, also, a lot of a lot of good things aren't aren't the things that happened, but the things that that didn't happen. Uh, a lot of these bills that we successfully killed or tabled uh, the last year or two, you know, they ha they're not coming back. And this year, so far, things are looking pretty pretty tame for uh, for the dairy side. You know, a lot of uh, plant-based school lunch program bills and a lot of uh, you know out of out of uh, control animal rights type bills are, are coming back. So I think that shows a lot of uh, strength in, in Western United's uh, political strategy. And uh, uh, so a lot of times you got to measure success on not, not just the things that do happen, but the things that aren't happening. So uh, good job to uh, Jason and, and Anya for, uh, for helping craft that. Yeah, I think that's such a, such a helpful way for us as a staff and members to look at it is you know, sometimes we feel like, especially politically, you want to see maybe these big wins and that's great, but it really it does come down to the day-to-day -day of things that didn't happen and things that we're not having to deal with because of the political strategy that they've crafted. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it's, a, it's, we all, we all would like these big uh, sea change moments, but I don't know if that's the reality in this state. So um we're going to play a lot of defense and we're going to play some offense when we can. But uh, overall, I think things are pretty quiet out there. Which is always good. But speaking of, you know, returning to reality, I'm not sure if you want to jump into our environmental section. Yep. Uh, Mr. Sunshine, Paul D'Souza, gave us his uh, latest update. And um, it looks like uh, some things are happening with uh, the lagoons that are intersecting groundwater. Um, 71 dairies in Merced County were given letters a few years ago um, that their lagoons may potentially intersect groundwater. And unfortunately, it looks like the water board is going to send uh, letters to those dairies telling them to install monitoring wells. Um, we are doing everything we can to, uh, to uh, you know, stop that and to change their mind. And uh, um, we're, we're engaged in that. And, uh, Kind of stay stay focused. Those letters haven't gone out out yet, and Paul's going to get a chance to to look at that letter before it does go out. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, some some uh, negative things in that arena. So after that, yeah, Paul talked about our um, methane reduction uh, requirements that were put on uh, the industry. Uh, just a quick recap: we got to reduce our uh, methane production by forty percent by twenty thirty, and um, Paul showed us some good numbers and projections on, on where we're at with that. And it looks like we will be able to uh, hit that number. Um, currently, we are uh, on track to meet that if the California herd keeps reducing at the same rate as it did from 2013 to 2018. And if we do not get any additional uh, digester or uh, amp money. But looks like we just did get uh, eighty million dollars from from the state to you know that's so that's going to help us meet that goal. But the unfortunate side of this is ARB is is moving the goalpost. Um, these methane reductions are are really regulated on the on the manure side of this, and I've we've talked extensively about it. But of course, ARB thinks that this includes the enteric side of of our methane production. So if uh, ARB gets their way, uh, we're looking at you know, basically doubling our, uh, the amount of reduction. And, and in that case, we're going to come up short and, um, 2030 will be the year that 
ARB will be given the authority to regulate us on our uh, on our enteric uh, production. So we're engaged heavily on that. Uh, we're not going to let them get away with that. Uh, the law clearly states that you know we're only regulated on the on the on the manure side of, of the equation. So um, something that we're engaged on with daily. Um, so just to let our producers know that if if everybody stays true to what what the law was said, uh, we are we are well on our way to meeting that 2030 uh, methane reduction deadline. Yeah, and if people have more questions or are curious about that, they can always look back at past updates and past podcasts. We've had information about that in both of those places, and they can always give you and Anya a call as well, I'm sure. Yeah, and to uh, towards the end of our meeting uh, here, we uh, talked about the Los Luteros program. Um, Rochelle gave us an update, and it is being used heavily by our members. We all know that labor is extremely tight out there, and, and uh you know, people aren't out there looking for, for work and, and a lot of dairies are looking for people. So um, the Latero's program has been very popular. It's being used heavily and we've actually, you know, gained some members over it. So uh, good job, Rochelle, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, we had a quick update about uh, WERS, the Western Added Human Resources Service. With, uh, we have we're in partnership with uh, Tony Ramundo's office. Um, that program is, is working well. We have a few members signed up and um, that's a good program to, you know, not only are we having a hard time uh, keeping labor, but we're having a hard time complying with labor regulations. So West United is here to help on both of those fronts. Yep, exactly. And, and hoping to help protect, you know, on the front end um, employers as well. So when you do have that labor, you can keep good labor and you can stay in business and abide with the ever-changing regulations in the state of California. It's always fun. And um, kind of the last thing that I wanted to, to say, uh, this, this meeting was uh, Tim Quelo's uh, uh, last meeting. He's, he's a, been a, a, on the board for, for a number of years and uh, Tim recently sold his cows and uh, today was his last day on the board. So I would personally like to thank Tim for all his time and, and uh, effort that he's all the time, you know, all the energy he's given West United throughout the years. Uh, He's always been a good addition to the meetings. He always has a lot of good comments and a lot of good ideas that he brings. So, um, Tim, I wish you all the best and, and um, thank you for all your, all your service. I know the staff echoes that as well. We really want to say thank you. So thank you, Tim. And, and thank you, Devin, for a great update. Yeah, thanks. Uh, sorry to all the listeners up there. I'm kind of struggling. These, uh, these meetings uh, take a lot of brain power. So afterwards, I'm kind of shot. So if I'm uh, rambling or not making any sense, I, I do apologize. Well, you know, they can come always catch you at the original performance and, and uh, listen into the board meetings too, so. Yes, and the board meetings are open to any member. So anytime you guys want to jump on Zoom and, and listen in, you're more than welcome. Well, thanks again, Devin. All right, thank you. Everybody have a good weekend. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com.
As we wrap up this episode, we'd like to give a big thank you to Tiffany LaMondola and Devin Gioletti. Thank you both for being on the podcast this week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. If you have any questions or content requests, you can reach us at wud.pod at gmail.com. You can reach Melissa at mlema at wudaries.com. And I can be reached at darby at wudaries.com. Thank you for listening and have a great week, everyone. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com. Thank you.